Have you been sitting at your desk, editing your life away, feeling kind of lonely and need of some human connection? And you want to jump into elopement photography or up-level your elopement photography business? I have something for you. We are hosting an elopement photographer retreat in Tahoe, California on August 29th to September 2nd. In this retreat, we are providing a full day elopement styled shoot from sunrise to starry skies so that you can experience what a real elopement feels like and how to storytell and document it. And then two other whole days of strategizing your business and setting it up so you can support this amazing business and service you want to provide. So please join us, apply in the show notes, and we want to see you there in person. I honestly want to hug you in person and there's only a few spots left. So continue enjoying the podcast and we cannot wait to see your application soon. Today, I am so excited to talk with Kaya about some juicy, amazing things. The first one is the forgotten workflow, I call it, which is the legacy workflow. We're going to talk about what it is, why it is so significant to have in our business, and what we're missing out on not having one structured. We also talk about leading with your heart and how important it is to lead with our heart instead of just our logic or our mind, um, and how sometimes we get so caught up in, in the logic that we forget about where our heart is, and when our hearts are moved from our business and our life, it, we're not in such a good place, right? And then we talk about the power of community and the power of doing it together instead of alone and the contrast of that. And so there's so many things to look forward to in this episode. I'm so excited to share it with you and hope you get some awesome nuggets out of this. So listen up. Hey, my name is Dana Schuler, and I am the host of the Ascend Together podcast. I am a mom of five and a multi-passionate entrepreneur that loves to talk about the slap in the face and heart on fire moments of entrepreneurship. I went from just a photographer to trailblazing my way into immersing my multi-passionate self into my business. And I want to inspire others to ignite that same fire within them too. And you can't do it alone. So this is why we're going to do it together. We are here with Kaya. So excited to be talking about legacy clients, um, the legacy workflow uh, with our clients. And it's something that's not talked about often. Honestly, I think most people don't even have one or don't even know what it is. Um, and we're both very passionate about this, this piece of the workflow with our clients and how important it is to have this legacy workflow and treat our clients like legacy clients. Um, so Kaya, we met online, I don't know, a few year, year and a half, year ago, maybe. I can't remember how long yeah. it was. Was it a year ago? Less than a year ago? Feels like it's forever. It's less than a year. I know. <laughs> Feels like forever. Um, and yeah, have been been business friends ever since. And thankfully, we met each other in person. when We just saw each other like a few days ago, which was super fun. Um, <laughs> and it's just been a joy to be Kaya's friend. And I got to say, just gonna like a little brag is Kaya is like one of the hardest workers I've ever met. Um, she's extremely hardworking. And like once she puts her mind to something, she's just like nonstop, go, 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 makes it happen. And always improving, always learning, always reading books and podcasts and just like absorbing all the things. And I love that about you, Kaya. I think that's such so something <laughs> well, so inspiring. You. And always I always love looking at, like, looking at you with that, like the energy. Um, so Kaya, tell us who you are, more about you, um, what you do, where you're from, pets you have. <laughs> okay. Well, um, thank you for that introduction. That was um, very kind of you. It's lovely to be your friend as well. Um, I adore you. Um, but yeah, so I am Kaya. Um, I own Kaya Marie Photography and I have been shooting weddings for a year now. I'm just going into my second year. Um, and I am also in the Ascend Together Mastermind program with Dana. So, um, that started out in Ascend Together Academy for Photographers with her. And, um, yeah, I'm just very thankful for all the knowledge that she's given me, um, really allowed me to expand myself. So yeah, I, um, love hiking. Um, I'm always spending as much time as I possibly can outdoors, camping, hiking, all that stuff. And I have a five month old kitten who is a menace to society. 
but um <laughs> he's always also- on the video calls attacking you <laughs> <laughs> yeah he um he literally all he does is bite me but he's really cute when he sleeps so that's um <laughs> that's a, a little bit like a child <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I'm really looking forward to when he calms down because I literally (laughs) don't have much more patience for him. So, yeah, Um, but he's adorable. And yeah, I just love to read, love to listen to podcasts. Um, As Dana mentioned, like I'm just kind of obsessed with education. Um, I actually started out going to law school um, and I did that for like a year and then I decided that wasn't it and switched to photography and then kind of realized like, oh, I don't need to get a degree to do this. And then I found Dana and it just kind of blossomed into me starting my business. But I love education and I love school. So um, that's like a big part of my life and like my drive for success, I think is just absorbing. So being a sponge. Yes. <laughs> yes, but then you also take action, which is like the next best yeah. part because there's a lot of sponges out there, but not a lot of people take action. So that's like, yeah. I'm the a really big a, thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a sponge that is like cleaning dishes, right? Like it's yeah, yeah. constantly soaking and then constantly letting uh, back yeah. out. Yeah. That's a good image right there. <laughs> yeah. That's the best way I can the think of it. The sponge is the action taking one. Okay. Yeah, That's exactly. To be like merch slogan. I'm not the dirty sponge sitting on the counter neglected. I am the dishwashing sponge. <laughs> the active sponge. The yeah. sponge. That's funny. Um, (laughs) Okay, well, let's dig in um, to legacy workflows, like setting up your business to support and nurture these legacy clients. So let's like define what this is first, because I don't think so many people are familiar with this. Um, But basically, we have like the lead workflow, which is getting people to come into your world, book them. Um, And then the planning workflow, which is like the planning or whatever, whatever your projects are, whatever deliverables you're giving to somebody. Um, we're working with them. That's like the planning process, like when you're working together. And then there's the post event or like right after you're done with the project or there's like that little process right there. But then there's a whole other workflow that is like missed that people just like don't even do, forget about, which is the legacy workflow. We call it the legacy workflow, um, which is how you nurture and care for your clients after all that's done. Um, so I'm going to like, Kaya, have you start taking this on like why it's so important to have this in our business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think you did a really good job defining it. Um, in just the sense that, you know, it's in essence, just like how we're taking care of people after we finish. And like, I shoot weddings and I know Dana shoots elopements, but this really applies to like any type mm-hmm. of photography, yes. um, and any, anything any business, that you're doing. Any business yeah, too. like any business generally, um, you know, even like, say you own like an Etsy shop, like how you're nurturing your clients after you've given them your products, right? Because we've done all of this hard work to Mm. market ourselves and to bring them into our world. And then, you know, they, our clients then love us and they um, buy our products or they book us and we do an amazing job. And then after that, what do we do? We just drop them off and like, we give them the products and that's just it for a lot of people. Like we just, discontinue there. Um, and I think it's really important to, you know, um, stay on, you know, stay in that person's world and like, you know, stay front of mind because we've done all this work already to uh, become friends with this person and get to know them. So yeah, just doing, that's like a, I like that perspective where you're like, we've done all this work and then yeah. we literally just like, we literally just like leave that work where it is and say bye. Yeah. Like I see like, it over and over again. We're like, okay, here's a wedding photo shoot. Like, you know, did all this work to book them. It was a part of this huge part of their life, made this amazing relationship. And then we're like, bye, peace out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, you know, even in the first year, like I had no concept of this. Um, yeah. And it wasn't even until like chatting with you that I really realized like, wow, like I am leaving all of this um, money, but also like these relationships on the table for someone mm-hmm. else to pick up where I left off um, mm-hmm. or have to start over from the beginning. Um, because, you know, especially with where you have to think like about where we're meeting people in their life journey, right? Because, mm-hmm. and this isn't the case for everyone, but in most cases or a lot of cases, people are getting married and then they're going to go on maybe to start a family or to maybe graduate college or do whatever they're doing. And all of these things are things that they're going to want to have photographed. And we've already built this relationship with them. So why can't that be us? Even if it's the thing that we don't 
specialize in. Like we want to continue to serve our clients. Um, and so we really have to like meet them where their journey is taking them, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's so much more rewarding when we follow our clients. Um, like an example mm -hmm. for photographer, like a photography example, um, is, you know, we discussed this, but like, let's say I, we do elopements or weddings, right? Mm -hmm. It's this big milestone in their life. We did their engagements, we did their elopement, and then they start a family, like, like you said, and we have the opportunity to be there to, like, I have a client who I did their engagements, their elopement, their um, maternity, their newborn, and then their, their family photos for like the two years after that. So I have like seven galleries all together, yeah. like their whole family. And it's so rewarding and so beautiful to always be there and be a part of these extra milestones because I'm not a family photographer, like mainly or newborn. And I don't enjoy marking that out like for new clients, but for clients I know and I've built a relationship with, it's like close to my heart and I will do anything for them because it's so yeah. rewarding and life-giving to be there with all for all those like milestones absolutely and I mean I literally like got chills a little bit when you were talking about that because I'm just like imagining um because I you know I'm just going into year two so I don't really have that yet where I've done mm -hmm. like seven shoots with the same people um but I like did have an inquiry like just the other day of someone who I shot their engagement and their wedding and now she is pregnant and she wants me to do her oh. maternity photos i'm just so excited because i feel like i'm starting to see myself blossom into that side of it and mm -hmm. it's it's so rewarding because i think back to you know i saw these people um you know just under a year ago and i had so much fun with them like genuinely like loved spending the day with them and their family and just like getting to know everyone and getting to be a part of their continued journey is like such a rewarding thing because you know then you just get to like watch their family grow over time and that's amazing so yeah i feel yeah. It's so much fun. i mean that's a that's a really great photographer example i mean there's other examples i mean there's so many different things like if you offer a service at one point in their journey right um mm -hmm there's ways that you can help them or nurture them down the road, even just like messages or like checking in with them. Like I, this is a great example, but my, I probably said this already. On, I probably said this already on one of the podcasts, but <laughs> my parents have been living in the same house for 30 years. They're a realtor when they first in the 1990 something, 91, 92, <laughs> um, that sold them their house every year. We'll send them like two things a year. One is like a loaf of bread and like, a note like every year she personally drops it off for 30 for years 30 like, can years. you imagine that that's and so, so amazing they know they know for sure that whenever they sell their house she's gonna be the person that they're gonna go to no matter what and it's just because of that simple nurturing that she's like hey i'm right here like i got you yeah. when you need me and you maybe your clients are not don't have these milestones like photographers or you don't that's not something you may enjoy there are other ways that you can nurture them that are just showing up and saying, hey, like the podcast example you had of like texting them, be like, hey, how are you? Or like, it's your anniversary, like let's celebrate. Like even sending a photo of like their, like let's say you did wedding photos, like of their wedding last year and like happy first year anniversary. Um, and yeah. just like showing up and like caring for them because authenticity yeah. I think is a huge value for most people, but that's where we lose that authenticity is after we're done. Right. Um, with the and project. Yeah, I definitely agree with you because it feels like, you know, during the time of building the relationship and getting to know them and then shooting all the weddings and engagements and stuff for them, it feels like after that, all of a sudden, like if you don't have this like legacy structure in place, it just becomes like a little bit awkward almost because you're like, oh, like how do I approach them now? Like they're not paying me for a service. But if you're like really taking the time to like become their friend and like really genuinely sink yourself um into your clients and like invest yourself in their journey then it becomes so rewarding to like keep that and it doesn't just have to stop after like the first year right like you can keep going like second third fourth anniversary like always checking in with them and just you know how are you guys doing like is there you know anything cool coming up in your guys's life like you know just update me let's hop yeah, on and the they, phone and they can like, be on a newsletter too like yeah and I like what you said, Kaya, because just like any workflow, there needs to be a structure. And yeah. so if you don't have this workflow, go and write down a workflow for this, yeah. a plan of like how you're going to nurture them every year 
after this um because this is a huge missed opportunity for so many people but you need a structure just like any workflow so i hope as we continue talking about this you'll have ideas come to you of like how you can nurture these clients but another idea is a newsletter um yeah. and you can educate your clients right um you can educate them in so many ways um and it all depends on of course out of your skill set and like what you offer and stuff but for example i do elopement one of my companies is elopement an all-inclusive elopement service. And so part of our legacy workflow will be like educating them in their marriage. And because I'm very passionate about family and marriage, I, mm -hmm. I have a lot of college education in family and marriage. And so I am so passionate about marriage and keeping that fire up in marriage and connection. And so like that's gonna be part of our education nurture, nurture legacy sequence is like giving them help and a community like that's like, hey, here's a community and here's like the new, like, the newsletter, the email um, that can help you with this, or like here's a challenge, a date challenge, or something like that. That's really fun. That like keeps you know them educated and, and in tune, and you're still providing value and nurturing those clients. And one more thing I want to say about that is community. And we're gonna have we have a Facebook group community in our like in our company for our clients, and that's gonna expand past them being like they're, we're not gonna like take them out once they're done getting photographed for their elopement. <laughs> like. <Yeah. laughs> We're keeping them in there and our and our hope is that the community is so like so amazing and so filled up with amazing people and that it just continues to grow and people just like support each other as they grow in their marriage. So that's something that like community-based will help nurture those clients and create that legacy client with the relationships with our other clients, which is really fun. So like community something structure or like newsletters are great ideas. I don't know if you have any other ideas, Kaya. No. Yeah. And I absolutely like love what you're saying about like um, the education about like nurturing your marriage itself, because a lot of times too, when we start talking about like, oh, like legacy workflows, does that just mean we check in with them once a year on their anniversary or what does that look like? And I think you provided like literally the best example of exactly what we should be doing is like talking about like the journey that they're embarking on, on because especially mm. with what we're doing. Uh, wedding is the start of a marriage. Like the wedding itself is just one day. And after that is when all of the, the real stuff happens. Yeah, <laughs> come. So I think like being a part of that for them, like, and that's honestly, I don't think it's something that our clients expect from us. Yeah. And so when we serve them and serve them and serve them like further than they even know that they need, like, they're going to appreciate that so much. And it goes further than maybe you don't even want to shoot their family and their newborn and because you just mm -hmm. want to do what you do. Right. But say their friends then need a wedding photographer, like absolutely you'll be top of mind and you're going to get that referral because you're serving them and you're nurturing them and you're providing them with stuff that they didn't even know that they needed. Right. So yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. I love that. And same thing with the Facebook group. That's something that I am also working on implementing as well. Um, I've got mine like set up, but I haven't added anyone to it yet. Cause I'm still trying to work out the kinks of like, how do you get the conversations flowing in there? You know, but um, I love that idea as well, because I think we've talked about this a bit before. Like it is difficult to make friends as adults. Um, and especially when you're like, that was the biggest married. problem I was trying to like, yeah. Solve. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah. it's so hard to, make friends while married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like providing that space for them. Right. And I think that's one thing like as photographers that we have to own as a part of our job is like creating space for people. And that's mm. exactly what you're doing with the Facebook group is creating space for them to be vulnerable and have those friendships and like celebrate each other as well, you know? So yeah. that's really cool. And if you think about it, like, um, well, with elopement specifically, there's not a lot of, sometimes clients don't have any support because people are not very happy about them eloping <laughs> or yeah, like very, both people are there. And so like having that space for them, it's like specific to my client. Um, but you know, you want to think of your client, like who they are and like, let's say you're a planner for the wedding industry or you're not even in the wedding industry. Um, I like how you said, Kaya, like when they embark on their journey, like the next step, like what mm -hmm. does that journey look like? Like what is their next step in their journey? And like, for example, with, with, um, like my, our clients, like my goal is like, there's very little, there's a lot of marriage education out there for sure. Yeah. Most of it is in religious institutions yeah. and people who are not religious don't have a lot of access to that stuff. It's just not in front of their face unless they really, really go outside of themselves to get it. 
Um, It's just not part of the culture. And so that is something I want to bring to people and be like, this is a thing. Like you can be intentional about your marriage and this is how you can be and open their eyes to that. Because I mean, most of my clients are not very religious. And so I want to give the opportunity to people to really carry on this like love they had on their day into into the rest of their marriage um because i mean the first few years of marriage are you know a huge foundation for how it's going to be yeah absolutely Um, and well and i think people don't realize too that they are setting that foundation because especially mm -hmm. with what you're doing with elopements because it's not this like huge thing i think sometimes it might be difficult for people to realize the switch that flips when you go from dating or engaged to then we've eloped and now we're married and like we're setting the foundation for the rest of our life together and so I think like pointing that out to people like you know you give them their photos and then a few weeks later you start sending these blog posts or what have it like whatever Mm -hmm. your format you're using like you're helping them to be intentional and think about those things that maybe they wouldn't have even thought about until it's a problem later on so that intentionality yeah yeah, that intentionality is like super cool that you're providing that for them yeah, making that it, space. I love it. And like it. you said, it's it's real. I mean, there's lots of studies on this of mm-hmm. how when p- even people who live together or you know or have a very close relationship as a boyfriend girlfriend or fiance fiancés, um, people don't realize that there is a switch. Like their relationship changes when you're married. It doesn't. Maybe you're still living in the same house, but that commitment, you know, right living together or like even just boyfriend girlfriend or whatever you are is one foot in even if you're living together yeah. it's still one yeah. foot in but when <laughs> you are married it is two feet in and yeah. there's that there is a real switch there it is a very big difference when you actually make that commitment and it and it's two feet in now and so sometimes people are taken back by like oh wait like I can't get out of it no like I can't yeah. get out of this but like <laughs> but like it's real like you have to like really commit to like yeah. focusing on in, like very intentional relationship uh relationship building you know yeah well absolutely and I I can definitely attest to that because um I've lived with my boyfriend for two and a half years mm-hmm. um and we moved in together very soon after starting dating so it's a bit of a special case Um, but it does feel like, you know, we've talked about like the idea of marriage and like when we think we're going to be ready for that. And it does seem like a large step. And it's interesting because I always pictured like when I was younger, like, oh, you know, if you've lived with someone for X amount of years, like it won't even really make a difference. Like that people say, Mm -hmm. oh, it's just a piece of paper. But for me, even having Mm -hmm. lived with someone for over two and a half years now that signing that piece of paper feels like it has so much weight to it. Um, even though we are already so close. And so, um, and I think, you know, I'm still really young, so I'm not in any Mm -hmm. rush to get to that step. But I think like when I do get there, um, having someone like you in my life to like give me that guidance would Mm -hmm. be incredibly valuable because a lot of people, especially younger people getting married, don't know about these things, right? And so supporting them and giving them the information that they didn't even know they needed, um, you know, that's literally invaluable. And again, they're not expecting that from their photographer necessarily. So the fact that you're reaching out and taking the initiative to serve them and take care of them, um, that's just an incredible thing that you have the ability to do. So yeah, especially when, (laughs) yeah, when you already have that relationship with them too, it becomes so much more personal. Um, and that just, you know, goes further into like, what, what could we possibly do to like, make sure that we are taking care of our people, you know, so yeah. protecting our and community. And all comes from intentionality and, and, you know, what you could, what you think could be possible because, you know, sometimes I'll, cr- like the business I'm creating, I'm, it's been a long time, <laughs> a <Yeah>. long process. <laughs> um, but it, it's a, other thing I'm adding in is mindfulness practices. And I just yeah. remember talking to people, I'm like, is it weird to add mindfulness practices like in the in our like experience? Like Absolutely uh, not. And they're I like love and it. they're like, no, I think it's a great way to introduce it to people. And like it it's you know, it's needed. People need to mm-hmm. know how to have these tools and um and so sometimes like you know you should be doing something, but you know, like and it seems like out of the box, but like you just gotta immerse your whole self of like what you think your clients truly deserve. And then yeah. put that in there just because you are a photographer or you are a videographer or you are a artist, like whoever yeah. you are, it does not mean that is the only thing you are. And the like, that's not your identity. 
Like, yeah, absolutely. I think that like people kind of get too close to that. And it's like, that's not your identity. You're way more than just a photographer. There's so much yeah. more you can give and provide yeah. and serve with. And I think, you know, that's one thing that I know that we've talked about before as well is like this whole idea of like nurturing a legacy client also comes down to like treating people like a human being. Right. And like Mm. knowing that you are human and they are human and like you're forming that connection with them. And like that's a true and real thing that you should want to protect. Right. Um, And so I think sometimes it's easy to lose sight of this side of things because we, you know, start chasing like, oh, I need to make X amount of profits and I need, and it becomes so like twisted up in like the financial side of things that Mm -hmm. you forget that these are like human beings. And like, that's what you are too. Like these are three souls like connecting in one space. So I think it's really important to remember that um, while you're thinking of how you're going to support people. So yeah, like you're not just a business owner and they're not just a client like yeah not like robots you know (laughs) yeah there's not a box that we have to fit in and I think you know that's one thing that I have like really um taken to heart um especially when making the decision to like leave school for instance because like my whole family really pushed for me to go to law school and they're like you're so smart like you got over 4.0 in school like you are great at this like you need to go do this thing and you know I wanted to make them happy so I did it and then I realized like I don't fit in the box that they're trying to shove me in Um, and I think as a business owner like you have to do some mindset shifting and like I'm still going on that journey for sure but like realize that like just because you're a photographer doesn't mean that or like a business owner doesn't mean that that's the only thing that you can do well or like the Mm -hmm. only way that you can reach out and support people is by like giving them photos right so there's so many things I feel like like a lot of people are like too scared to branch out of that in fear of like not having authority in whatever they're teaching or telling or yeah you know acting with you know because like I don't have a master's degree in marriage and family (laughs) like I'm not an MFT I'm not a psychologist but I have tons of knowledge from my own experience of seven almost eight years in marriage and then actually, you know, getting my bachelor's degree in, in that and like taking those specific classes for family and marriage and then all the books I read on family and marriage. Yeah. And I am so passionate about it. And we think that we need like this degree to like have authority in anything. And that is so not true. No. Like there's so many pieces <laughs> to us, you know, mindfulness practices. I've always been a mind like into mindfulness, but like I'm just now this year really digging into like certifications and like higher education with those practices to like really teach people them because I want to like have it for myself but then like teach it to other people and but I've been integrating it into my education for the past year year or so already so you don't have to have this like degree to do these things um there's so many more ways you can yeah integrate your like immerse yourself into your business yeah exactly and I think if you're like able to let go of like what you think it should look like and just yeah. like receive what will be then it you're so much better off in the end you know so what I'm talking about so it's just like yeah just like receiving what the universe is trying to give you um because you know there's so many gifts that we can like receive and then give to other people and we just sometimes I think shut them out because we want things to look a certain way um and it's you know even I do that everyone's probably done it it's difficult to, because you have this resistance like but I want to be like a wedding photographer and I want to do XYZ and this is what I want it to look like and nothing else will do. Um, and I think mm. if you can let go of that control um, and just, you know, let things flow, then it ends up working out how it's supposed to in the end. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like it closes doors. And I think, for example, like I'm all about like how the industry standard just boxes us in of like what we think we should be doing, especially like the photographer world. It's very like, yeah, here's the industry standard. Here are like all the tactics for the industry standard. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how you do here's things. Here's the trends. Like, and then, it, and then it yeah. boxes people in of what they can do because that's the way they, that's the only, that's the path they only, the only path they think is the, like to success is like yeah. through this path. And it's like, oh no, you can trailblaze. Like you can trailblaze, yeah. maybe a harder path, you but can do it'll whatever be you way want. more rewarding, <laughs> fulfilling because your business is your business is not the industry's like, it's not. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Well, and I think that's the whole reason why this idea of nurturing legacy clients and spending time on this workflow and even doing things like, you know, you've talked about uh, 
like just a second ago, like, oh, I don't have the degrees to teach these things, or I'm still in the process of learning, like bringing in experts who do know those things Mm -hmm. and asking them to write guest blog posts or come on your podcast or whatever it is. Um, I think a lot of Mm -hmm. times we don't even think about that side of things because it's not the industry standard, right? Like this is not something that's widely talked about or um, widely regarded as important. And so it's not something that many people do um, just because it's just not talked or about. Or people think so. that they can be the only person because of a business owner, business owner. Mm-hmm. I have to be the person to, to do all to of do this and like yeah. and teach and know all the things. And yeah, you've seen in my program, like when I first started my program, I brought in two of my favorite mindfulness people, Katrina and Kristen, to do mindfulness masterclasses and trainings and podcasts because I knew I wasn't there with mindfulness. I knew it was so important for people in the program, but I, I was like, I'm only bringing my people in, like let's work together. And so they have multiple pieces in the program that guide people in mindfulness practices, um, which is beautiful and it's amazing. And so I love that idea of like, yeah, if you don't think you can, like if you don't feel super confident in something, find people in the community that you look up to, that you love that do a podcast that can be, sent out to your clients of like, hey, I just talked to this person. It was an amazing conversation with doctor, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> and well, then, exactly. you know, hire them on for like guest lives or something and work together. Like this is all about like doing things together. And we just work. Yeah. I had a whole TED talk today on my Instagram story, <laughs> but like about like how we're just, we're way better together. And we, and I love how you said that kind of just like bring people on, yeah. like let's bring people together to do it. You don't need to be well, alone. I think that that mindset right there is literally what stops us as photographers and business owners and artists from serving our clients is the thought that like, I have to like, do whatever this is by myself. And if I can't do it, I have to learn how to do it. But since I don't know how to do it yet, right? Like, I'm just going to put it off for six more months until I have the time to learn. But instead, you could serve your clients immediately by going and sequestering these experts that can help guide your clients on your behalf. So, right, like there's yeah. no negative thing about asking for help. Um, and that, that's a whole other like conversation. I think there's just, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a childhood trauma. No. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a that's generational, a... Um, yeah. Of, I mean, we had a whole conversation about this too. Just, yeah. I probably say this in multiple podcasts, but just like the push that us growing up, uh, like you have to do it alone to go to college, to get this career on your own, by yourself, like, Doing it by yourself is like, yay, congratulations. You did it all by yourself. Like you got your car by yourself. You got your house by yourself. And it's like so congratulated. And what's the word? So um, celebrated. Celebrated, like, right? That's not yeah. the word. <laughs> celebrated in, you know, yeah. But like, you know, that's why people I think fear of like doing like getting help and like asking for help. Yeah. <laughs> go doing it together. They're going to be like, Oh, like I made this huge decision of like moving away from my personal brand, which was Dana Schuler photography, because also I have two arms in my business, <clears throat> but into Ascend together, which is a community based company and is about people together as a team working together. Yes. And because I was like, it does not make sense. Like I saw I was finishing my, my website design with my designer and she was like putting my headshots all over the, all over the website. And I'm like, no, I do not like that. I do not like yeah. the main character vibes. I do not like that at all. I do not like being put <laughs> on a pedestal. And so that's why we did our shoot last weekend. Um, right. With all, I brought in, we brought together like 12 of the people in my in my coaching uh, program. And we all came together. We took a beautiful photo shoot with everyone of the group. And now I see on my website, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is the feeling of like togetherness and doing things together. Um, that, that's why this, this podcast is called The Send Together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's so beautiful to do it together. And you may not get as much celebration from people on Facebook for getting your new car or new car that you just start actually started a big loan on and you actually didn't buy the car and with cash. Yeah. Um, that's a pet peeve of mine. And, <laughs> and no, I, feel I, you I got qualified for payments on a car. Um, <laughs> yeah, and anyways, well. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, you may not get celebrated and praised by people because you didn't do it all by yourself, but at least you're not dying and having lack yeah. of, you know, like strong relationships and suffering with your time management because you're trying to do it all alone. You're bringing people together and you're working together, which I think so many people discourage. I think just like the, how do you say the adversary or like the, the darkness doesn't want us to do because he knows they know that it does not it it keeps us it caps us from doing what we really need to do yeah 
I love that, Dana, that you said, like, how are you saying it caps us, right? Because there's definitely, like, people um, often talk about that concept of, like, a glass ceiling, right? And mm -hmm. there is 100% this glass ceiling that you hit whenever you um, are trying to do everything by yourself. And you can only break through that as soon as you get over that hump of, like, being able to ask people for help or outsource things or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's definitely, like, one thing about being in your program that I really um have admired because i definitely have struggled um most of my life with that um mindset of like oh i have to do everything myself for it to be valuable yeah. um or for my achievements to mean anything like it has mm. to be all on me and i have to struggle right um and so like shifting that has been really difficult um but that's something that like i really feel like i've gotten out of your program specifically is just like that mindset of like it's okay to like have a team like teams are good like help is good yeah. um working 100 hour weeks is bad like we don't want to do this <laughs> yeah. ourselves uh we need to sleep we need to eat properly like do all of these things to take care of our body so yeah 100 <laughs> percent well thank you um yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you got that well i think yeah. i mean and Still i love that you're already, it. it's you're a already starting progress <laughs> Well, I mean, you've grown so much in that way. I mean, your, your step to even like come into my program was a huge step to getting like realizing yeah. that you can't do it by yourself and that we work together, right? I mean, that was already like a huge step for you. And so, and I know you're going to be, you know, soon like planning to hire someone and, and that's like really yeah. exciting. But I mean, you with that mindset, you're, I mean, like when you have that mindset, you're going to grow so much further. I mean, yeah. than any, you know, cause I, I see so many people that are just, I had a whole Ted talk on my Instagram story today. What's today? You guys can look at the 28th, maybe the 28th, <laughs> the 28th of February. Yeah. <laughs> um, of just like, I see so many people that have been in the industry longer than me that have had a business longer than me that are capped like for years, mm -hmm. for yeah. years that are booked Stagnant. out. Like they kind of yeah. like they glorify this booked out, solid booked out seasons and um, that they're booked out for months. And I'm just like, booking out to me is like not a good sign. Like to me, that's like no. capping. To me, that's capping. That means you have stopped you your growth. You're limiting yourself from growing any further and yeah. you're capping yourself and you're like, I'm good here. I'm content. I'm comfortable. But imagine yeah. the growth you could have if you worked with a team and can serve more people and work with a team so that you can make the experience of whatever you're offering to your clients 10 times better than you could even imagine. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's one of the main things that I um, have like realized that's gotten me over this hump of like, you need to do everything by yourself is like, in the end, not only am I suffering because I'm like dying from having to work myself into the ground, but also my client's experience is heavily yes. suffering because I'm not mm. able to respond promptly promptly to things because I'm like overworked or I'm literally editing and editing and editing and I'm still missing deadlines because I literally cannot do it fast enough, like no matter what I do. Right. And so like, there's this idea of like, oh, you have to do it by yourself, but your clients are also suffering because of that. And bring it kind of back to like what we were talking about initially is like, this is the reason why, you know, we don't have these legacy client workflows because if we're doing everything by ourselves. Where are exactly. we going to find the time to create mm. these workflows and to support them and to update them? But then, you know, we bring in other people that are like really on board with our message and like really understand our initiatives and our goals and like the community that we want to create. And they can help you and support your clients in creating that community and like nurturing them later on. So it just exactly. And I love that of, point because yeah. I thought of that before the podcast and like you pulled it back up again. And I'm like, yeah, it yes, because if you think about itself. it, if you're booked out, how are you going to that? I think that is you can't why it's a symptom. I think yeah. it is why, because like people are just like drop off. I just finished calorie. I'm done. Hallelujah. Thank goodness. I Next don't have to work one. with them again. Next one. And yeah. then they're just like resenting the process. Honestly, yeah. I'm sure you felt that. I felt that before. I'm just like, yeah, I hate this process. Like I just want to be done. That's all people think about because they're not, yeah. they're just like, they're doing everything you. and they just want it to be done. And so that though, I just want it to be done feeling is not it's not line. a good is not a good feeling like if you're feeling that that it that is not good that's <laughs> like, burnout yeah <laughs> that's burnout and that yeah. also means you're not serving your clients authentically like you most of i think people's goals are is to serve authentically and to be genuine yeah. and to care for people and it yeah. caps you from doing that i love i love love that point 
because I think of a calendar, like in my brain, I think of a calendar and I think of people who like summer and fall, for example, for photographers is extremely booked out. And I see people that I work with in my program that have come to me and they're like, I am dying. Like I am booked out. I'm traveling. I am dying. I have no room for anything. I cannot do anything. My brain can't do anything. My relationships are suffering. My mind, my mindset is, my mind is suffering. And it seems so glamorized, but they're suffering. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and, yeah, and then they forget, then they drop off their client after they're done. They're like, bye, see ya. I, on to the next one. I just racing get this done. to that finish line because you're like, yes. oh, I like, I'm so tired. Like I got to hit the finish line. So that way I can start the race over again. And it's like, you know, we've said before, like it's a marathon, not a sprint. We're not mm. trying to like complete the process as quick as possible and then eject people into space we are trying eject. to <laughs> i don't know that's the image that came into my mind is like, I was like i imagine a person ejecting a spaceship like flying I'm just imagining like an airplane flying and then pushing the button and the client seat just flies out of the airplane and like bye like and then okay, i love this like you just like you have like the whole like takeoff like you bring him on like you feed him food on the flight oh, you take it's off so glamorous. and it's yeah. so great but before you get to like you know, the destination or whatever this glamorous paradise is, like you just dr- like eject them from Push the plane. Push the button and boom, like they just <laughs> fly out. That's the, the best sky. image ever. <laughs> no, but that's literally exactly what we're doing as an industry though. Like mm-hmm. everyone, um, most people, not everyone, but it's just, you know, when we're not, we're booking ourselves out to the point and I mean, this just goes back to the point which you always bring up is like, we need to raise our prices, um, but that's a different mm. conversation. And I think like, you know, it, if you're including this workflow, that does give yeah. you the platform to raise those prices because it's elevating the experience altogether. And people might not realize that initially, but it'll all work itself out. But anyway, it's one of those things where um, we're just book. And I did this to myself last year. Last year was my very first year. 2021 was yeah, awful for me. Up. And I literally, <laughs> I came to you a couple of times, like feeling like I was just going to cry because I just like, had no energy and was just like, so excited at first, you know, in like May, I was like, wow, I have like 17 weddings books. This is insane. Like, this is my first year, like, yay. And it was my first year. So I had no idea what I was stepping into. What was that going to happen? That last wedding in the end of October for me, I feel like I was like crawling out like, oh my gosh, someone help me. Like I literally. Yeah, I was like, where did Kaya go? She's like stuck in the cave somewhere. I'm like, come back, Kaya. Literally, that's what I felt like doing. It's just like crawling off into a cave and like being caveman. But I didn't do that. Um, I definitely had some mindset shifting. And honestly, the retreat that we had in December, like kind of reset Mm. me and like helped me re-clarify like, okay we're not doing that again. And I think instead of like, I'm going to book a large number of clients, we need to focus on like booking less clients that are more aligned with us and then taking care of them forever. Because then say each year you have 20 weddings. Well, guess what? By year two, that means you have 40 past clients by year three, Mm -hmm. that's 60 past clients. And you're just building this list of people that you're going to nurture and take care of. And that will hopefully come back to you for whatever they need um in the future so it just ends up working itself out that you get to work less have a more fulfilling life because we should you know live not live to work but work to live so it's just this whole thing that loops itself back in so i love that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's exactly it and that i mean the u.s culture i mean the american culture is very much like just work yourself to the ground um and i definitely believe more in like the european (laughs) mindset (laughs) of like (laughs) siestas in the middle of the day no work on sunday like four day three to four day work weeks like we're already implementing a four day work week in my company which is really exciting um it's hard for me but i'm definitely starting with my employees um (laughs) and i I feel you on that (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 difficult to make yourself do it but you want to provide it to other people so (laughs) yes start with them and then it'll it'll flow into me create some structure um but i love that i mean people focus so much on the numbers again like seeing people as numbers and okay i have to get 30 weddings 30 weddings or 30 clients means i'm successful for the year um and it's like no, like cut that in half to 15 weddings. You get paid the yeah. same or more, but you get to immerse yourself into every single client and just love on them and feel so fulfilled, like you said, throughout the whole entire thing. And so many people build their business off of serving people and making them have the best experience and then forget about themselves. 
And so yeah. that's why they burn out, lose fire for their business. They forget about themselves. And then themselves. they stop doing it. Right? It's a two-way street. You have so, to create this yeah. so it, it like fulfills you and it fulfills your client. So it's a two-way like thing. You can't just like, and that's also has to do with like people pleasing and like that kind yeah. of mindset junk we have of like, I need to serve them. Forget about me. I'm serving them. And I just, I can just die in the background. <laughs> like, yeah. let's not. Well, you can't, yeah. you can't fill a cup with an empty right? cup right yep. like if you're trying to fill up their cup but your comes empty cup is empty there's like no water coming out like it just doesn't it doesn't work and so we're like yes we're going to build a business on serving people and at first you start out you're super passionate like fired up and you're doing it you're doing it and then you shoot those 30 weddings and by the end your cup is so bare dry that you might even be sucking a little bit of water out of their cup trying to uh, mm-hmm. keep things rolling and it just ends up almost being like a I don't know, like just a huge like drain. Like a drought. So. Like, I need yeah. some water. Come give it back to me. I'm going to yeah. take away from your experience. <laughs> We're full of There's some great imagery today. in this. There's <laughs> yeah. some great imagery in this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I have a very active imagination as we're talking. I feel like I'm just oh, yeah, yeah, Kaya these... does have a very active imagination. That is very true. The, yeah, yeah, the visioning like... intensive at the retreat was great to Yeah, I like just come up with such random things in my head sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> I okay. love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> but um, I love that. I love, I love that. Yeah, I mean, like you think you could, you're providing this amazing experience, but you're actually, you have no idea what you can provide if both of your cups yeah. are filled. I love that because – you really think like it's only half filled on their end. You're you're you have a little bit in yours, and you think this is the best experience ever. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, yeah, <laughs> there's something well, missing, and it's like my spark is missing. And I've worked with a few people where work for years in the same thing. They're successfully booked out, and their spark is diminished, and they don't know absolutely. why. They're like, why is it gone? Like, where did it go? And I'm like, you're doing this alone, bro. You're doing this alone and you're booking yourself out and you're doing the same thing within a box from the industry standard. And they're like, how can it be different? How can it be different? And it's like, we got to do it together. Like you got to work together and you have to fill both cups for sure. Fill your cup first. Yeah. Well, and, and it, I think it really like does start to happen too, where like, like I said, like if they're, you're trying so hard to fill your couple's cup that yours gets empty. Sometimes it might tip the scale back and you're like, kind of taking mm-hmm. some of their energy because you can't per, like keep up with them and provide to them yeah. what you what they need and so they're like having to do extra work and it just turns into kind of a mess and you know it I feel like every business like has that point in it um and yes. I don't I don't know we've if all that's been the there case. like yeah I like, like I think I, that's definitely happened in my case and like towards the end of last year and I'm starting to come out of that phase where like I'm really trying to be super attentive and like just mm. be on top of things and give people what they need. But there was a point like at the end of last year where I was just like so completely drained that I was like, I literally can't do this. Like, I don't know. Like I felt, you know, I've worked so hard to build this thing and I am literally looking like the Sahara desert right now. So I don't know <laughs> what to do. Um, and like I said, that retreat really like helped me start to, um, round the corner on that a little bit but it's just really it's difficult to pull yourself out of um so you're so dry like there's no like nutrients to give yourself so you're like sitting there in the sun like how do I even come out of this like yeah your brain just can't like think it's so just like I think I remember when I was a kid there was like this is like random, but there is a SpongeBob episode where he gets pulled out of that, the ocean. Oh my god! He looks all crazy and like <laughs> that's like. See earlier at the beginning we were saying He's like, like water, oh, I'm the sponge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's literally what I was feeling like, like at the end of last year. And I like mean, SpongeBob. Hey, honestly, Sponge. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> we're making I'm, full circle, full exactly. circle right now. <laughs> um, no, exactly. And I think, I mean, there's still some of that kind of lingering in me where like some days I feel like, oh, like I'm just so exhausted, like, because I have realized like, oh, I've already worked 80 hours this week. You know what? Like, I'm going to hang it up. Like, I'm I'm going to take a weekend. Like, I'm not working today. I'm going to go on a hike because that's what I actually love to do. Um, yeah. yeah. And so that's just something, you know, it all wraps itself back up into each other. We take care of ourselves. We take care of our couples. Like everyone's happier. Like the sun is brighter. So it's a good day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so on fire for this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's something that, yeah, I'm just, I'm seeing over and over again. It hurts. It like hurts my heart to see it because yeah. people just don't know what's happening and they don't know how to get out of it. And um, I like how you also said, like really being aware of your needs 
Yeah. And when you're not booked out like to the max, you can have more awareness. Like I know the retreat was a time where you can just like, I did not respond to a lot of inquiries and I had to be it okay so with that. For me. And like so, so hard, hard for, for you like to not <laughs> respond to those and like take a break, but realizing yeah. that your business is still doing okay, even though yeah. you're gone for that week, like you survived. Damn. Like, uh, yeah. But it, that one week that pulled you back mm-hmm. allowed you to fill your cup again to now move forward. Yeah. And sometimes we see things as like breaks or slow times as like, I'm not successful and I'm never going to be successful and I'm a loser and I failed. And it's like, okay, slow seasons are there for a reason because you yeah. need them. We have to embrace the slow like, seasons. We got to embrace thing. it. Oh goodness. Yeah. There. Um, so I actually like randomly got an email from a lovely photographer who's just starting out. Um, and she wanted to hop on a zoom call, just to, like ask me a few questions. Um, she was like, Oh, like, I really love your work X, Y, Z. And so actually had that zoom call with her yesterday. Oh. Um, and it was super fun because I've never done anything like that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I get to be a mini Dana today. Yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I wish so, I could see that. Did you record it? I was going to stalk you. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I actually forgot to record it because my Zoom was like having some technical difficulties. So anyway, um, and it was a really great conversation. But that was one thing that I actually like took some time to like break down and explain to her because um, she was saying like, oh, you know, don't you worry that um, she, it, the question related back to something else, but she asked like, don't you worry that um, whenever you're not shooting a bunch, like you're having a slower season, like the money is going to run out. And that was essentially her question. And I, I told, I was explaining to her that, um, you know, as your business kind of scales, um, you don't look at it like each client is a dollar amount. You kind of look Mm. at it as like a whole financial like package type of thing. And you like embrace those slow seasons because when they come, it's because you need them. Right. And so there's things that maybe you've been putting on the back burner, different projects that you've wanted to work on that you're going to get to in those slow seasons. Um, And also just taking a break. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. like we are not machines. Like we need to just like have a time to just be a vegetable. And like uh, if we don't provide that to ourselves, (laughs) like it's just not a good it's a recipe for disaster so um yeah and I she you know really like took that and was like oh like that totally makes sense like I guess it's a good mindset about it yeah because it and I totally get where she was coming from because before I um I mean before I joined your program and like started working on these mindset things um and just like all that stuff I definitely had the same thing like if I'm not shooting every single week like I'm not going to be able to support myself And so like, and I don't know if I've said this before, but last year um, when I first started my business, um, so I went full-time in November, but from January to November, I was actually working three jobs, including my business. Mm -hmm. So I was working for an architectural photographer um, and I did that six hours a day. And then I was a nanny for a a four-year-old little boy and I did that for four hours a day. And then I would come home and work on my photography business for like four more hours. So you can see where I was not taking care of myself properly, but I was so concerned with like, oh, I can't go full time because I'm not, and I shot like almost 20 weddings last year, right? So that that seems like a lot. And even with that, I was still unsatisfied because I was Mm. so focused on like, oh, I have to hit X dollar amount or else I can't support myself. And I just drained myself to the point where I like had nothing left to give to anyone. Like, my um, architecture boss, like he was an amazing mentor and like one of the best people I know, but he was even saying like, Kai, you are so tired. Like, what can, like, do you need a few days off? What can I do? Same thing, like the little boy, he would want to play and I was just so tired and I would be trying to edit it and I would make mistakes and have to redo things and it just was a mess. Mm. So yeah, like putting ourselves in this position where we feel like more and more and more, um, it's not always good because it's taking time to slow down like we need that in order to make you know make better choices and do things better in general yeah so. with more like focus and clearing yeah, your mind and, and, and like that example is like you're leading with your mind like you're leading with yeah. your head your logic mm-hmm. instead of your heart right yeah. and so sometimes we get in this like fight or flight mode where we lead with our logic and we're like okay yeah. but if this number and this number does not equal to this number then like yeah. i will you know like not yeah. be successful it, when like yeah. your heart is out of it, then that's why it's never 
never enough. Like it's just never enough because your heart mm-hmm. is out of what you're doing. And that's why we have to lead with our heart. And then of course have our, you know, the balance of our mind, but we have to have our heart in it or it's just, it's going yeah. like, we're just going in circles. Fight or flight is definitely a really great way to put that because it was one of those things where like, based on how things were going, like I could have probably gone full time, like five months earlier than I did, but I was scared because I was just looking at like literal, like dollars and cents. And, you know, I'm not that high maintenance of a person. So like, I didn't need that much like cover bills and stuff, but I was just like, what if something happens? What if there's an emergency, like all of these things. Um, and I was just so worried about like, what if, what if, what if, and it's like, I was saying earlier, I was unwilling to let go of control. And because I was unwilling to let go of control in those moments, I was sucking all of my energy dry. Um, And as soon as I let go of control, it's like the clouds broke. And like I had time to take care of myself. Like I now sleep eight hours a night, which is like a great Mm. achievement for me because I'm telling you since high school, I have not slept eight hours a night because I've always had this crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I've always had this crazy overachiever attitude. I've like never really not been that way. So But as soon as I let go of that, like my life started shifting into like what I wanted it to be all on its own. Like I didn't even have to like, I mean, I've had to make some changes, but for the most part, like things just kind of started to fall into place because I let go of the reins that I was squeezing so tightly. So, yeah. Yeah. It's difficult though. It was so scary. (laughs) (laughs) I was terrified. I literally, it was like, I remember like the day after I came home from finally, cause I quit the nannying job like in like May. Um, but I still had the architecture job and like the last day that I had there, I remember coming home and just like feeling like a weight was on my chest and I thought I was going to feel free, but I felt so worried. I was so scared. Like, Oh my gosh. Like I really like, this is it now. Like I have to sink everything into this. So yeah, the letting go is the best, best decision I made so far. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I mean, yeah, you were, yeah, that's crazy. I can't even. Yeah, it was, it was difficult. It was crazy. It was <laughs> that was crazy. Crazy year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting that like we'll go to college for like four years and mm-hmm. not do the job we're wanting to do for four years and invest that time and that money. But when it comes to like having our own business, we think that like instantly we should, we're entitled to have all of this money and yeah. all of these bookings. And it's like, wait a second, that makes no sense because- It takes time like, to build things up. It takes up. time. Yeah. It's a, it's like when people come to my program, I have to like continually set the expectation that like you're building something from your heart. You're building something that aligns with you. That means it's going to take- more time. It means it's going to take a lot of freaking work. And it means you're not taking the fast road to something that's going to be like go on fire in like a few years, right? Like you're building an extremely big foundation and it doesn't come instantly. Like you're not entitled to 20 bookings right now. Like if you had 20 bookings right now, you would not be able to build this foundation. Yeah. So you wouldn't even be able to support those 20 people. So it's like, it's like this mindset shift to continually remind ourselves of. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me is I, you know, in the first year, and I'm so grateful for how things worked out. So I'm not complaining in any it's a sense. a learning experience. But yeah, <laughs> learning it investment. was definitely, there. it was a learning curve because I, again, didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I, um, in, you know, I am really hard on myself. So I think a lot of things um, about the first year, like I look at it and initially I would say like, oh, you failed at serving your clients X, Y, Z way. But now I look at it and I'm like, okay, like I just have to learn from it and do better. Like it's an uphill battle. We're always improving. Um, But I think that um, whole idea of like, you're building something with your heart. And so you're going to be like building it over time. Um, I think the problem comes mostly whenever people are like, okay, I'm booked out. And so they stop building their business and they just kind of like, they end up at this stagnant point, right? Because they're like, oh, like it's built, it's done. The castle is finished. Um, But you know, in my head, the castle will never be done. Like I am always Mm going to be uh, adding on little um, extra pieces of it. So yeah, I just, it's really um, difficult to like see like a stopping point, I guess, but yeah, yeah, you have to go back to that mindset of like, you know, you go to college, you get your career, you retire. Like mm-hmm. that mom, I made it kind of like yeah. idea that we kind of like get yeah. stuck in our head of like, 
oh, we need to just make it. And then we're like, yeah, for life. We're going to retire. We're going to do the same thing. Yeah. Y'all know who are nine to five. Most of you that are like corporate jobs, like things like that are not like where you want to be unless you have like a career that you work, you know, like that's like your Mm -hmm. passion. That's where your heart is. Um, But like that is for most people, for a lot of people, like that's not you know, that's not it. Um, and they may switch careers, like maybe not entrepreneurs, but even if you have like careers that are different, there's not just one career that like most people will not just like stick with one career and like that will be it for them. Like yeah. now people are like opening up and be like, oh, I can try this. Oh, that doesn't align with me. Let me try this other job and this other job until I find something that's like truly like aligned with me because people are realizing there's no time to be wasting doing a job you hate for 30 years and then retiring and doing nothing like yeah <laughs> so yeah. it's like there's you know people are putting their head we have we just had so much like things taught to us of, like putting your logic into everything and forgetting about what's in our heart and like what actually lights us on fire and now we're like at this point where we're doing more of the heart leading which is awesome yeah i mean and i think a lot of people listening might be able to relate to this and um, and like when i first started my business and like left school like you know i mentioned my family really was up for the law school thing so when i kind of announced uh, i i made the switch before i announced it quite a while before mm. so i was like i need something concrete to show them before i like switch everything um but my family was not happy it was not met with um with excitement you know my nana was very supportive because that's her nature but my papa was very like oh this is a terrible idea like this is this is not following the traditional plan like this is not yep. gonna work out and same thing my mom she was like well you you're not gonna like photographers can't make enough money to live and I'm like mm-hmm. ah like so it's not always like met very supportively um yep. and I think that's you know another thing that makes it really hard to sink your whole heart into it and to Mm. give everything and like squeeze your sponge all the way because there is a little if there if you have resistance from people around you as well um it's really difficult to keep it going like you know keep your heart in it because sometimes you let it leak into your head and it kind of drowns out your passion a little bit um but I love that that's one way that our society does seem to be changing with our generation is like kind of just ignoring what they're saying and doing it anyway (laughs) yeah all the doubts that people have of you when they don't even know what you're doing like it's yeah um, I get it it's like a logic safe it's a safe like concern like they really care they want you to be safe and they're saying it because they love you yeah and they don't want you to be risky and it's like i'm all like i'm always like let's take risks like because i know it's more growth yeah but like (laughs) you know a lot of people who are an older generation just don't see it that way they see they're raised in a different different place it's a different thing and it's more safe and it's more comfortable and it was based more on like survival than like we have a lot more abundance now than there was before. Yeah. Um, a lot more opportunities than there was before. And so, um, yeah, I just love, I love how this conversation just like really went into like leading with your heart um, because that's where like the legacy workflow that we talked about earlier, that's all where it's comfort will come from, from your heart. Yeah. Um, everything you're building is from your heart and getting yourself through seasons that are hard, that are slow will get you through if you're putting your heart in it, knowing that like, I'm building this because it's going to be amazing. It's going to take time. I'm so excited to build this. Like it will come and like affirming to yourself, like things will come because your heart is being put into it. And if you like fully believe in what you're doing, people will feel that energy, right? Absolutely. People feel that like you don't even like when people, when you believe in something, people are just like, yes, yes, yes. But when you're like half doing it and you're like, I just do this because I make money. People are not going to feel that right. Like you will have different energy for sure yeah. across and the if, board. If you're not taking the time to make sure that your needs are met, people are going to feel that from your presence online. They're going to feel it from your presence in the way that you present things and the way that you email, like people are going to notice that and they're not going to be like, you know, all of us as photographers and as artists and videographers, like we want clients who are like so excited to work with us. But if you're not so excited to do um, what you love to do and to serve clients, like you're not going to be met with the same energy. Um, and so I think it all comes back to like letting go of the reins and like opening your heart. And if you can do those things, then other people are going to do it back to you. Like they're going to open up to you as well. So yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like a full, it's a full, yeah, full circle it comes thing. Right just back. like going in like, yeah, 
pouring in and out of each other. And so that's, I love it. Well, yeah. Thank you, Kaya. This was an amazing conversation. Um, it was just so <laughs> much passion in this podcast. We could probably go on for like another few hours. Yeah. Um, I literally do like a second part of something else. But um, yeah, I feel like there was so much said and so many like great images, imagery in this podcast that I think oh, yeah. will really like resonate with people and like help people understand what we're talking about um, when we're talking about leading with our heart and creating these legacy workflows to really nurture and care about people and just fill this world, like fill our business, fill our life with love and caring and making people feel seen and not just like objects. Um, Because yeah, we know if you lead with your heart that it'll take you to really, really big places. Um, So Kai, do you have anything else you want to add before we get off? Um, No, I don't think so. Um, I just want to say thank you for having me on. Um, It was so exciting. Um, I love being your friend and your mentee I think is that how you say it um and yeah I just appreciate um you giving me the opportunity to hold this space with you um for people to think about these things and like think about you know like we said not pressing the eject button as soon as we send the final gallery right so uh, (laughs) uh, I'm excited I'll be excited to see if more people start to implement this um into their own business so yes Mm -hmm. definitely let us know like yeah (laughs) I definitely want to know like what your ideas are for this and like how you're starting to do it like we're really excited to hear we want to change that industry standard man yes let's do it (laughs) (laughs) well thank you Kaya where can everyone find you if they want to stalk you um yes so my instagram is at Kaya Marie Photo. Um, my name is spelled K-I-A-Y-A. Very strange name. Um, so yeah. And then I'll put in the show website, notes too. Yeah. And then my website is kayamariephotography.com. Um, that's well, yeah, that's pretty much it. We'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> there. Well, thank you, Kaya, for being on. It was so lovely to have you. And this was a, a beautiful, amazing conversation. So inspirational and can't wait to talk again. Yeah, I'm so excited to see it published. So thank you for having me.